welcome to episode 25 of the Tales of Crisis with me, your host, Martin Swaffield. And tonight I'm joined by two special guests. Uh, first of all, Sam and second, Thomas. So first off, Sam, welcome. Hello. Good to be back. Excellent. Good to have you back. Um, listeners will remember Sam from a couple of episodes ago when we did our review of York, I believe it was. Yeah. Excellent. And it's a while ago now, yeah. It was indeed. And we've also got Thomas. Welcome, Hello, Thomas. Martin. How are Hello. you doing? Well, yeah. we're all gathered here today to talk about a crisis in Caledonia. So that was the Teams event that we talked about last episode um, that Alan joined us for. Um, this was Alan's event. It was a Teams event up in Scotland. Eight teams, three players per team, three rounds, um, forcing a overall winner. Um and as you may guess, our team was myself, Sam, and Thomas. So um, we went there and back. So it was a, a nice um, one one day journey for us all. Before we went, we did get to look at the lists, and I suppose I, I gave my views on the lists in the, the last episode. But for yourselves, um, we'll start with yourself, Sam. What what were your overall impression of the lists? Um, I think there was a lot more sort of X-Men and Web Warriors than I was expecting, and not as many Crimson, I would probably say. And was there a, was there one Black Order? And actually only uh, one Guardians as well, which was surprising, that was me. Yeah, you, you were the only uh, Guardians, I think. Tom was the only Black Order. Only Black Order yeah. I will say a nice Guardians without Thanos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and what were your thoughts, Tom? Same, I mean... Um... I guess it shows to you know the uh, the Scottish meta up at uh, Congrand Games uh, for Alan's event is a bit different to kind of what we're used to seeing down here. Um, yeah, it made a nice change. Um, definitely a lot of um, not just X Men but mutants in general. I thought you know X Force and uh, Weapon X and so on. Um, yeah, a lot of webheads, as Sam said, and, and yeah, I was um, pleasantly surprised at how little uh, Crimson there was. Um, you know, it's uh, always happy to play it, but uh, it, it sometimes is nice to play something a bit different. So, uh, yeah, it was a good day. Yeah, I mean, there were three Crimson. I think X-Force was the, the surprise one because um, mm-hmm. there were four X-Force lists there. Um, and like I say, there were three Crimson, but five were Warriors. So, yeah, it's slightly different to what we would normally get. We did... It was also um, not... Any Avengers, I don't think, were there, or was there? Was there, there was one Avengers. One Avengers. Yeah. Right. Which, again, is maybe a bit lower than you might expect, but, uh, but yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, we tried to be a bit organised, and we um, created a spreadsheet in advance, and we went through the spreadsheet and kind of looked at what we thought would be good matchups for ourselves, and... That was mainly just to make sure that there weren't any rosters that all three of us thought we would struggle against. So mm. that was that was good, and we kind of went through that. And I think nearly every roster there was at least two of us that were happy to play into. Um, yeah. So yeah. Mm-hmm. no major concerns from that perspective. Um, and like I say, we journeyed up in the morning, got there at a sensible time, um, and got cracking and. So, round one, we got Team Gambit, which is comprised of Adam Davies, Benjamin Porter, and Steve-O. 
and they were running um, Crimson Spider Foes, Web Warriors, and uh, was it Weapon X you played against, Tom? Uh, yes, it was Weapon X. Yeah. Um, so, as covered in the last episode, but if you if you missed that, the pairings were slightly different to what I would class as standard, in that mm. we... We, we had our three cards, which was actually our lists. Um, Alan had very nicely printed out all the lists and put on, on like quite good paper so you couldn't see through. And on the other side, he'd printed like a symbol so that you couldn't see which was which. Um, so you would put one of those from your team down on one of the tables. Your opponents would put one from their team down on one of the tables. And then at that point... Um, we didn't need to flip them over, but we could do. But you would you would know because you then swapped lists, whereas normally you would flip it over and you would pick from your team who you wanted to put into the team they'd put down. What you ended up doing was you took the two remaining from your opponent's team and decided which of those did you want to play into whoever you had put down. So I, I quite like that idea. Um, it gave a slight mm. twist to, to the normal. Um but we put yourself down first, Tom, didn't we? We did indeed, yes. Um, which left um, me and Sam, we passed our cards across um, to Team Gambit. And I believe they'd put uh, Benjamin Porter down, who was running Web Warriors. So mm-hmm. we then had to decide which of theirs, Adam or Steve, did we want to put into Thomas. Um and we decided it was either Crimson, Spider-Foes, or Weapon X. And we thought Weapon X would probably be the best because just violence all over. Um, for anybody who wants to know what we were running, I was running X-Men, Sam was Guardians, and Tom was Cabal, Black Order. All the lists are on um, Longshanks. I'll put a link in the description for the exact lists. Um, but we thought, yeah, Black Order cabal and it was a very aggressive black order cabal um could go into there and then they chose to put sam into uh benjamin's web warriors mm-hmm. um which left myself captain into adam who was their captain uh so it was x-men versus crim sim uh, spider foes uh so tom do you want to kick us off with a, a brief rundown of how your game went Absolutely. Um, so first off, uh, thanks to Sivo. He was a, a great opponent. It was a really fun game. and chatted to him kind of again throughout the day. Uh, yeah, really, uh, really great opponent to start the day off against. I'll also say uh, the table that Steve and I were on, it was um, a bit unusual. Uh, Alan had quite a few bits of um, uh, uninteractive terrain dotted around the boards and ours had a big size four right in the middle, um, which... Uh, definitely made its presence felt. Um, yeah, we'll kind of get to that as we go on, but but, but kind of bear that in mind for everything I say. Um, rolled priority and I rolled two crits, uh, two hits in the wild, which I think kind of uh, <laughs> summed up um, my rolls this game. I rolled very, very hot. Um, we ended up playing uh, Gamma and uh, Research. I picked uh, his... Uh, yeah, I made him take his... Uh, extract I had secures um, reason being you know I think uh, our uh, his his secures were just a bit wider so 
I went for mine and uh, all of his extracts. Um, I thought, yeah, I've got reasonable play there. Um, so uh, pretty much, uh, to say it was Weapon X, it was Cable, Pyro, um, New Sabretooth, but I believe he also had uh, a Logan in there. Um, turn one, uh, I had Malekith and Corvus run up into the middle, going to sit on this big size four on what was both the, you know, the central Gamma and the, the Researcher. Um, Mystique uh, was sitting on my back point, you know, ready to play Deception uh, as and when needed. Um, he ran some characters up. Um, I uh, was able to take it. No, sorry, first round, neither of us scored it. So we both just scored our home gammas, which was just one apiece. Uh, next round, that was when I was then able to score it. Um, Malekith got uh, an early days off and then with my first activation, and then Corvus got a, a days off later on in the round. That took me to 5-2. And then again, uh, top of round three, Malekith then kind of converted the, the days into a KO. Um, I did feel a bit for Steve-O. I think he... he their team had sort of, I think, you know, none of them were quite sure how they wanted to deal with my list. And, and so he sort of said he was happy to, to try it. And he had all the right ideas for how to deal with Malekith, chucking all the conditions onto him. Um, and Malekith did spend the game really muted. I think, you know, if he'd been on a on a wider secure, I would have really struggled to get the most out of Malekith. But as it was, you know, I was able to just camp him out in the middle and, and just kind of murder stuff there. And, and that was enough. So yeah, that you know that that just kind of continued. Lots of his damage would have been from throws, which he couldn't get because this big bit of size four that Malekith and Corvus spent most of the game camped out on top of. Uh, obviously, he couldn't throw anything onto it because it was it was hitting the terrain before it it hit me, um, and there wasn't any other terrain around the size four in range for characters to pick that up that were standing on the terrain to throw at me. So. Um, lots of his sort of damage output was was really quite quite muted by that. Um, round four, uh, that was a, a big swing. I ended up getting uh, Malekith onto their back point, Corvus in the middle, Mystique on the back, scoring the researcher. So that took us to eleven four. Um, then the next round, uh, I believe that was when he dazed both Malekith and Corvus, if I remember correctly. So that was um, twelve six. But then uh, round six, it did go 16-6 to me. Uh, you know, Corvus and Mal both came back, fully turned on with all the power in the world, and, and I just blew him up. By that point, I KO'd two of his characters. He was four wide. Uh, he had, yeah, Pyro and, and Cable left, and, uh, you know, unfortunately for him, they just, just weren't able to, um, you know, to, to do what they needed to do. And uh, so, yeah, that was a win. 15 threats, uh, Gamma Wave and Research Station, uh, Malekith Cabal, and um, it's something that I think lots of people don't notice about the list. That it's, it's got this quite scary fifteen threat team of uh, Malekith, Corvus, and a Cabal free threat of choice, which in my list is either Mystique or Zemo. Obviously, on Gamma, I want Mystique to sit at the back and shoot and, and give me access to deception. But you know, in other other crisis, you might take Zemo to be running around, giving rerolls and scoring distant points. Yeah, I um, think people see the big. The big characters, exactly. Thanos and um, yeah. Malekith, and think, oh, let's go low to, to minimize that. But as you say, on yeah. certain crisis, especially yeah. down the it, middle, you, you exactly. kind of, as long as you can get Malekith in there and 
get it on um, Cabal, you, you're doing well, aren't you? Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so yeah, as I say, it was uh, a win win to me, and um, yeah, you know, that, that definitely. I'm not going to say it won me the game, but that big bit of size for terrain in in the centre definitely helped. It uh, you know it really did mute some of his damage output, whereas I was much more reliant on on attacks rather than throws. So obviously, in a attrition list versus attrition list, that just gave me the advantage. Yeah, and I think you were the first to finish, weren't you? Uh, yeah, I mean, it wasn't that quick. I think there was, I mean, uh, I think we had just only about half an hour left, you know, half an hour, 20 minutes still left. You know, so it wasn't a super quick game, but but yeah, we did finish before, uh, before yourself and Sam. Mm-hmm. Excellent. And Sam, do you want to give a brief summary of yours? Yeah, yeah. So, if I can try and remember. Um, yeah, so I was up against Ben, so I guess um, with... Because we were in the middle, were they the ones left out last or something? No, no. I think I, I think we we paired you into Ben because yeah, we decided out of the two of us, you had the best chance into Web Warriors. Okay, yeah. I think beforehand I'd said I think I'd, I was happy going into any of the Web Warriors, um, partly because the way my list works. Um, so I guess just for my list, um, most people when they go up against Guardians, reckon they're gonna you know face Star Lord. Rocket, Groot, um, and long-range energy attacks, but I think I've been mainly focusing on using Star Lord, Gamora, Bill, Agent Venom, and then either um, Nebula or Drax, really. Um, and people don't expect to be, you know, that close threat, close threat range. Um, so yeah, so I, I was against Ben and um, got my prio, and I picked my extracts, which I think I did every single time, and it was Scrolls and Infinity Formula. And I've got a pretty solid sort of first turn play with scrolls and scrolls. Um, so I was happy about that. Um, so I had Star Lord, Nebula, Gamora, Drax, and Angela, which is always, always a bit surprising to see on the table now with Haze. Um, and then we had Ben had taken Miles, Moon Knight, Spider Woman, Black Widow. And then the one that surprised me was Ghost Rider, because I'm often very unsure about how to deal with Ghost Rider. And I think, to be honest, to sum up this game, I do feel quite sorry for Ben. Um, so my first turn, I made a eyes on the, eyes on the prize, moved Angela up one, stole his scroll. Um, she didn't get pushed around. Then she could move back onto one of my infinity formula points. So I think that always throws people because then I think he had to move Ghost Rider twice to get to my scroll. And unfortunately, he picked up the scroll and unfortunately got pushed. So I pushed him towards me. Where he was within range of, um, I think, Star Lord, Nebula, and Gamora, which wasn't very good for um, Ghost Rider. So I then did either I, I kept him there for a moment. Drax, Drax stole another scroll on the other side, but um, at the end of the first round, I dazed Ghost Rider, and I had priority going into the second round. Um, so I think it was pretty much that was the pretty much the story. Um, the second round. Um, I think Ghost Rider just survived Gamora on one health. So he had an activation where I think he did do some damage to um, Drax, um, but not enough because then I think Drax then smashed into him and um, KO'd him really early on in turn two and then just moved back and sat on my other, my uh, another Infinity Formula point. And it was pretty much, that pretty much summed it up really because uh, you can't really come back from when you're down seven points like a big character, sorry, down five threats with a big character like Ghost Rider. Yeah, I think, I mean, on that game, Drax was my MVP, really, because 
I think he took he took about twelve damage or something, uh, and he didn't flip um, because he kept reducing the damage. And also, I think I, I patched him up at one point as well, and he always seemed to survive on like one one wound left. And then and then in retaliation would come out with an eleven dice Titan Killer attack, which would then gaze and throw someone as well. So I think surprisingly for one of the one of the oldest sort of free threats in the game that doesn't see much table play. I think he was there. He often surprises me. Um, and I ended on. If I can find it. Um, it ended on twenty points nine, to ten. Oh yeah, twenty points to ten. So that sort of yeah. And I do feel really bad. I think that if he hadn't, if Ghost Rider hadn't been in that situation at the front, it would have been a lot different. Because yeah. Then, Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, um. And I think yours finished around the same time as as mine. And yeah. at that point, we kind of knew that we'd won at least two of the three. Yeah. So that that was yeah. always the target throughout. Was as long as yeah. two of us won, didn't really matter. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I was playing Adam Adam Davies. I don't think we've ever played before, but um, met him in a number of different uh, events. Um, Alan seems to have dragged him along to to events down south as well. Um, so always good to have a chat with him. Uh, I managed to win priority and picked my secures because um, I knew he had Crimson and I knew the only way to get out of the the, the issue of Crimson was to, to go with my secures and hope that I get one of my page flips, which I did. Uh, so I got portals. Uh, unfortunately, he then got research station, which I think actually probably worked against him um, because... Mm-hmm chatting to him afterwards because he got research station he then went with crimson um as opposed to flexing into spider foes and i think he might have been better off going into spider foes mm. um but we went 18 throughout um so i was running uh, storm beast domino x23 and hulk and he'd gone kingpin uh, black cat bullseye ulic and crimson dynamo now, I've never actually played against Crimson Dynamo before, but heard all the, the rumours and, and all the good stuff. So I kind of had an idea, but I didn't really know what to expect. Um, and it, it was quite impactful on the game. Um, however, this was the first game, and my brain really wasn't working. And we we both flipped two portals each. That was fine. I then managed to get enough people in the middle to what I thought would be control the researcher hulk went in the middle and just threw everybody around and then he had the last move and moved somebody up onto the researcher and then was like right we draw that and i was like what no i've got oh yeah you can't too and even though it was crimson and we all know what crimson does it just completely blanked me at that moment that he would be able to move in and, and do that so i think we were two all um going into round going off round one um but the key thing was he'd been really unlucky in um flipping uh the the portals uh, i think about 60 to 70 percent of the time he tried to flip them whilst he was flipping them um he was getting quite a few skulls so i was just able to place him just out of where he wanted to be for a, a number of the things he wanted to do um so that was that was a bit unfortunate on his side and that was the story of the game really um hulk continued to cause chaos down the middle supported by uh, domino he did all the right things with hulk he used black cat to stagger him um 
Kingpin staggered him at one point as well. Um, Ulick was bouncing all over the place, but again, always just out because he'd flipped and rolled a skull and been placed. He wasn't quite able to get exactly where he wanted to. Storm and Bullseye kind of had a face-off on one side. Black Cat and X-23 had a face-off on the other. Um, X-23 did one-shot Black Cat, um, just spiked as as can do. Mm. Um, but yeah, Hulk spent, I think, turns two, three, and four, he was staggered. Um, but he still was able to do enough by punching somebody and throwing them. Mm. Mm. Just enough to clear them off that researcher. So I was able to control the researcher for most of it. Um, and I managed to get up seven, three, uh, uh, end of two. And, and that was kind of the story of the game. When he could, he was able to flip uh, the the portals. But again, like I say, he got placed. He never controlled the researcher. Hulk was always able to control him. And he just couldn't get through Hulk. Um, and Hulk just did what Hulk does. Um, which let me then really focus on flying around and catching the other portals to flip them. Um, and that finished 17.5, uh, which sounds a lot. It was a lot closer than that. Like I say, just a couple of uh, flips without skulls uh, to Adam, and I think it would have been a hell of a lot closer because he could have then done more, but he was always just out of range or just unable to get where he needed to be. Um, or it moved him off, which meant I could just move straight onto the point and flip it a lot easier. Mm. So it was really unlucky, but it was a great game. Um, it was good to finally play him, uh, and he, he definitely knew what he was doing. Um, he was able to put the right conditions on the right people at the right time, but he was just, like say, a little bit unlucky with rolling too many skulls when he tried to flip the portals. Mm. So that gave us a 3-0 win over Team Gambit. Um, and then we were going into round two uh, and we got the underpowered scoundrels from Mediocre Syndicate now if you remember <laughs> from <laughs> some great names um, yeah. from the last one uh, that was one of the ones that uh, Alan had as his to watch uh, once and uh, I think we definitely agreed with that uh, so mm. that was Scott Campbell Paul Campbell and Gareth Henry uh, and Scott ha- was running Weapon X Gareth, Web Warriors, and Paul Crimson. Now, on this one, I think we put you down first, didn't we, Sam? Um, yeah. Did we? Yeah, we didn't put Tom down. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we must yeah, put... I think so. yeah. yeah, I think we ended up putting Sam down, and yes. they put uh, Scott down. Now, Scott um, is Paul's son, and we weren't really sure how old but was on the younger side shall we say and was less experienced um but still uh, knew enough to, to know what he was doing um so we didn't really want to put tom into scott because we thought it would be a bit unfair but um just the, the way it all fell was we ended up putting tom into scott um and we just decided to let them have a, an absolute bloodbath which um, yeah. I think Tom will agree. It was an absolute bloodbath. It was the most brutal game of anything I have ever played. It was great fun. <laughs> um, they chose to put Paul into Sam, uh, so mm. Paul uh, Crimson, which left me and Gareth in the middle table again. Um, so yeah, Tom, do you want to tell us about the the bloodbath? 
Absolutely, yeah. It really, really was a bloodbath. Um, so, yeah, we... Uh, priority, um, we I believe that Scott won it. Um, long story short, uh, we ended up on Gamma and Research again. Um, so, 15 fret again. Um, I considered uh, trying something different. It's something I've been toying with for a while of actually doing an... Uh, an unaffiliated Malekith Thanos 15 fret team, um, which I think might have legs, but um, decided against it for Weapon X. They've got, you know, quite a lot of, of, of attrition output themselves. So ideally I want, you know, two big attrition pieces myself. And again, you know, Thanos' control is always good, but, but not as needed on Research and Gamma. Um, so, uh, fairly simple deploy. I ended up taking the same 15 Malekith, um, uh, Corpus Mystique, uh, again, Toy of Zeman, but what's Mystique. Um, fairly similar deployment. The first one, a fairly similar uh, story of I moved up into the middle with Mal and Corvus, and, and Mystique sat back. Uh, he was running uh, Cable, Nebula, um, New Sabertooth, and Logan. Um, and yeah, the game just got off to a brutal start from the get go. Um, Top of round, uh, so yeah, round round one, uh, we both scored a single point. Again, neither of us scored the center. Uh, we both scored our back home points. Um, but then round two was just brutal. Malachis started it off with a daze onto Sabretooth. Uh, L- Logan then hopped over, uh, did a beam into Malachis and Corvus and dazed them both. Uh, or I think, no, he dazed Malekith and left Corvus on one and Nebula then came up and sorted that. Um, so by the end of the round, uh, we had, uh, he obviously had control of the center uh, because both my characters were dazed. So he moved, he, he did move the researcher directly back towards me, which, you know, I can understand. It's always a temptation, but I think probably, you know, was a mistake. Um you know, it just obviously it means that he has to move towards me, and, and I can just comfortably sit there and attack him as it comes. So, um, you know, especially when I've got, got priority going into the next round. But but you know, I, I can absolutely see why he did it. Um, so yeah, that round two finished uh, with him in the lead, uh, five two. Um, next round, uh, quite a few of those dazers were converted into KOs. So Sabertooth went. Uh, I dazed, I think, Nebula. Uh, he got really close to getting Corvus. He got him down to uh, only one stamina left. Um, so I ended up retreating Corvus back. I used uh, When Malekith got a KO, I used the leadership to pull Corvus back and heal him for one. Um, he's, you know... Corvus is a pragmatist. He's, uh, he's not honourable, but, uh, you know, there we go. So, yeah, pulled back and round three... Um, we ended up six apiece. Um, I was able to score the the, the researcher in the central gamma uh, with, with Malakith's big base. Um, and then next round, more carnage ensued. This time, Corvus and Mystique were both... Uh, sorry, no, Corvus was KO'd. Um, I managed to KO Logan. Uh, I ran Mystique under his back gamma. Obviously... By this point, he actually only had Cable that could, uh, could score um, because Nebula uh, not being able to do that. So, you know, at this point, I was able to sort of start getting ahead on points and, uh, you know, 
just going for to score there. But yeah, sure enough, you know, I'd, I'd scored uh, the research. Uh, Cable was also contesting the middle. Um, Gamus and neither have scored that, but, but then I scored his back. Gamus as well to pull ahead. The next round, uh, Malakif um, dealt with uh, Nebula um, because I was trying to, 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 to protect Mystique. It didn't work because Cable then popped off like crazy and just um, one shot Mystique. Uh, so by this point, it was just Malakif and Cable left. Um, however, I was able to activate last and use Midnight Phantasmagoria to push Cable um, away, which uh, again gave me scoring with Malakis Big Base, the Center Gamma, and the Researcher. Um, so by yeah, the end of round five, it was 12 5. Uh, in round six, yes, Scott had priority. Uh, Cable, as you would expect, double attacked Malakis and did seven damage to him, leaving him on one. Um, Malakith then uh, was able to KO Cable in reply. So the game ended there uh, at 12-5 uh, to me um, with literally one hit of stamina left on the board. Um, yeah, it was... I mean, credit to Scott. He, he, he knew what he was doing with, with Weapon X. Um, and yeah, I mean, it was just a brutal, brutal bloody game. I think we were both really enjoying the you know the, the swinging at each other and taking each other out it was what we both wanted yeah. to do and uh yeah really uh really good game got i think you know he he played it really well um other than possibly moving the, the researcher towards me obviously ideally i think you know you would have wanted a two threat that could score um but i think nebula was, was possibly the only two threat in his list and needed the two threat to make it work so um so i can understand and obviously you know she's um She's scary in, 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 in Weapon X. She's great. So, yeah, you know, um, I don't think it was, again, I don't think it was the case in making mistakes or, or, or anything like that. It was just, you know, again, two attrition teams. Malakif Corvus is, is go to out attrition most things. Uh, and um, so, yeah, 12-5 win to me. But uh, brutal, brutal game. Congratulations. And, yeah, every time yeah. I looked across, it was... Uh, another couple of models missing oh, yeah. from the table. It's <laughs> yeah, just yeah. Like... no, they, they were just being pulled off. You know, yeah. it was, yeah. Because once again, Very I was fun. in the middle and I, I was looking left and right to try and work out what was going on. <laughs> kind of had an idea what was going on on some side, but I had no idea what was going on your side. Cause <laughs> I don't think we time... knew either. I mean, yeah, every cause... time I looked across, there were models missing. That's the thing. And I mean, you know, that. yeah, I mean, you know, quite quickly I got ahead on points, but from, from round three onwards, but there were multiple times when I thought he's going to table me here, you know, and and, yeah. and and get the win. Um, and you know, if the dice had swung slightly differently in that last attack, then then yeah, he would have got the win because, like I say, table just needed one more success or Malakif won less block, and uh, he would have had me. So uh, yeah, yeah really, uh, that day. is like the closest you can get to. I guess yeah. well, the most damage on the table, isn't it, with one model and one we left? Absolutely, yeah, and and. I, I've never played a game of MCP like it. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember playing a, a game of any war game like it in terms of you know just how much carnage was uh, was wrought. So um, as a as a lover of tabletop violence, it was a good game. That's why we brought you. That's why we yeah. brought you. Tom. <laughs> we'll say nothing about how Sam told me to take the. Yeah. You know, I like it. Uh, I think the win. Okay, guys. Take the win. Um, and for those that are unsure from a tournament perspective, if that had 
it had Malekith gone down at that point, Scott would mm. have been given the win. Um, yeah, we doesn't get any extra. Yeah, it doesn't get any extra victory points. Just gets a forced win. So it would have been twelve five, but forced win to Scott. So yeah, very very close uh, to to winning that one. Scott was. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Sam, how did yeah. your game against Paul and his uh, Crim Sim go? So yeah, Paul's a familiar face. Always good to see him. I think I, I think I've usually lost against him, and it's usually been Crimson, and I just hate Crimson. I just hate playing against them. Yeah, um, you're not the only one. <laughs> I know, yeah, but I know there's just something that they're just a little bit too durable for Guardians. Like I know Guardians kill, but um, yeah, I think I struggle with the. The, the particular model I struggle with is Rhino, and he did bring Rhino along. Um, so, yeah, so rolled. I got my priority again, which is great. And interestingly, I, I think I chose my extracts because I think I saw him have things like um, the deadly virus, and I was like, I did not want to sort of have to think about that. And I think his his, his extracts were not too bad. I could deal with them, um, again, because I like the close-up and I like just getting in his face. Uh, and he, but he chose 16 for it, which I then immediately realised that's actually a tricky one for me. So um, I think about that a bit hard. So um, he chose Kingpin, Rhino, Black Cat, and Ulick. Um, and I've not played. I don't think I've played against Ulick, but I sort of knew what he would be doing, and I knew just to sort of stay away from him for as much as possible. Um, so and Rhino, just as Rhino things. And then also I chose Star Lord. Um, Bill and Agent Venom, sort of my core guys, and then would have wanted uh, Gamora, maybe Nebula, but that 16 threat hat put Rocket and Groot in, um, and I used them for a bit of a weird purpose as well, which I'll get to. But I've sort of been thinking about how to play against Crimson, and I think with this D map uh, and the, the extract was Montezzi, which I was happy with because I had priority. But and then the um, secure was that D map Cosmic Invasion which helped me out a lot, I think. So it made him have to spread out. And what I've, what I've, my my game plan was trying this new thing of where I just sort of give up on one side, let him waste some threat characters over there and maybe claim my home one and maybe tie potentially out, outnumber him on the, the other side. Um, so with his three characters, it was quite good because... Ulick was basically on my left-hand side and I left him alone. I didn't deploy anyone opposite him. Um, Kingpin moved up to the one on my right-hand side and I used Rocket and Groot basically to move up and match off against match up against um, to match up against Kingpin. So they were sort of duking it out with Kingpin and not really much happened at that at, in, on that side. But I did my normal thing as well of beat Ray Bale, eyes on the prize on the first activation, grab the middle Montezzi formula and then move back to my point. And then um, Star-Lord, Agent Venom, and um, Bill made my back to D secure their home. Um, I was holding I was holding mission objective back as well um, and for when he used, uh, this is a robbery. Um, so I, that's a hard counter to that. No, it's a tactics card to switch for a tactics card, but I think that's definitely worthwhile, particularly when this is a robbery is so strong. Um, so I was holding that in my hand, ready to go with that. So that helped a lot as well. Um, so it was pretty much, I think, three points each on the turn one. And I knew as well the the 
the plan with it is just stay level with Crimson and just hope I can kill enough of them. Um, I think I pretty much managed to do that um, by focusing on two two objectives and with Ulip being off on one side. Um, yeah, turn two, I think Kingpin tried to... He threw Rocket away and then tried to daze him with two attacks. But I think Rocket is just amazingly durable and actually survived both attacks, um, which scuppered a few plans. Um, and then I think I tried pouring everything into Rhino to stop him, which I think I did manage to daze in turn two. Um, but then Ulick moved up and did try and do some damage, but actually was quite ineffective um, at that point. So again, I think, yeah, Ulick whiffed a little bit. But I'd, I'd focus down Rhino to take him out um, and daze him that turn. Um, yeah, and then sort of going at around three and four, I sort of realised the fight against Kingpin was a bit of a bit of a loss. So I left him over there. Groot, Groot left uh, Rocket and uh, Kingpin alone um, and ran over and helped out. So I had all four of my char- big, bigger characters on my home D, sort of um, smashing up Rhino, smashing up Ulit, and Black Cat came over as well. So it was about pretty much all the characters were pretty much on my home objective with, I think, all three all three um, Montezzi books there as well. So I, re- I realised that's where the that's where the points are. So that's where, where I have to be, and I just I think managed to get Rhino off the table without him doing very much at all, which was quite helpful. Um, and then I dazed Ulick at the right moment, so I managed to just I think then edge it out um, quite soon after. And I think once Rhino had gone and Ulick was dazed, and I think yeah, I, d- I dazed Black Cat as well in that same turn to steal her objective. Um, that was quite a big swing and enough to keep me up, um, keep me ahead. And then it did end at seventeen twelve. Um, but I think that was the sort of the plan I'm going to have to keep going with when I brought them up against Crimson, because and you're never going to outnumber them on the points. So you just got to give up one side, I think, um, and try and hang in while I'm just killing up their characters and stay away from Rhino. That's always a good plan. But yeah, easier said than done. Staying away from him, though, is his mobility. <laughs> I know. Yeah, he did. He was yes. Turn two, he was like already hitting me and doing yeah. lots of damage. Um, but yeah, I think um, Beater Bill. I'm just really enjoying him because he just is a lot more durable than he is, and I think Agent Venom as well. Surprisingly durable with four defense, uh, four physical defense, especially against King Crimson, because I was I knew I was quite ha- quite happy. They did not have many energy attacks. So Agent Venom was a good choice as well. I mean, Star Lord did get dazed, but um, I think that was to avoid the mission object. I think he tried to daze Star Lord first to avoid me using this um, mission objective. Right. Potentially. But yeah. Fair um, enough. Yeah, that was it. Oh, but congratulations. It was a great game against Paul, and um, quite, I feel quite happy I've got a game plan against Crimson now because I haven't had them for a long time. Yeah, it's something you need in your toolbox, isn't it? Oh, yeah. They're always going to be around, especially with yeah. um, even more leaders popping out of the yeah. woodwork. I mean, Claw. We can talk about Claw in a second, maybe. Yeah. But um, I think my I've been just mm-hmm. scored for life by Crimson. Um, <laughs> got to the final, Protec, uh, my Yeast, the perfect <laughs> storm of extracts, which was Superpowered Scoundrels and um, the Cubes. Um and he scored 16 points by the end of turn two. Yeah. 
And Mike. never. <laughs> Mikey's has scarred many a many a, a, a gamer. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I just I don't know what hit. Well, nothing really hit me. Yeah, it just happened. That, that was the problem, isn't it? You didn't even didn't feel like yeah. It. <laughs> <laughs> it was just gone. Game over. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I played Gareth, um, who I have played once before down in Element, I think it was. Always a good game. He was running his Web Warriors. I managed to win priority, so this was the second time in a row that I'd lost the priority for the team, but then won my own priority. Um, mm. And managed to pick uh, my skills again. Uh, so we ended up with Mutant Mad Men, Struggle for the Cube, and Gareth picked 18 threat. So I'd just done 18 threat, done relatively well with it, and thought, I might as well stick with the same team. So again, we had uh, Hulk, Beast, Storm, Domino, and X23. And he had um, Miles, Gwen, Bucky, Venom, and Amazing Spider-Man. Now... I haven't played against Amazing Spider-Man that much. And the entire game can be summed up in two interactions, really. First of all, um, as I had priority, Hulk went up, grabbed two cubes. Happy days. Then the focus was, right, if I get up on uh, extracts, I just then need to keep parity on the secures, which X-Men can do relatively well with first class and you know the paid flips. And happy days. Unfortunately... The side that Hulk went was the other side to where Amazing Spider-Man was, who then double-moved and stole my cube. Now, it left him exposed. Um, it wasn't a safe extract grab as such. But I then failed to do anything to him for the entire game. I think I owned the entire course of the entire game, he suffered three damage. Um, I had Domino, Storm beast all over there to deal with him so I thought you know all right maybe I don't deal with him turn one but I'll deal with him turn two um and just failed to do anything really to um so that was the first thing the second thing was again um Gareth knew exactly what to do with King uh, with Hulk um um put multiple status conditions pushed him around etc um and then we got to a point where I think it is top of round three. Amazing Spider-Man was still alive. I'd put far too many attacks into him and not done anywhere near enough. Venom was slowly getting into uh, lethal protector range. And he, I think he KO'd Storm, dazed X-23, flipped two points and moved to, to a point where I can get to him. I was like, okay, this isn't great. But I had managed to uh, daze uh, Miles, previous turn. Hulk's still wandering around with two cubes on him. I thought, uh, you know, if I can KO Miles and not let him do his um, Venom Blast, then I should be okay. Should be able to do that. Um, maybe if I get lucky, you know, two attacks with some throws, um, get rid of um, Winter Soldier as well. But no, he fluffed, and I think over the course of the two attacks plus a throw did maybe two damage to Miles. Um, so Miles then proceeded to Venom Blast Hulk, get the two cubes off him, run away, 
and that was basically the story of the game. At that point, there was no way coming back. Um, he he'd done enough to to get to the point where he needed to. Um, the game finished nineteen seven. Uh, fair play to Gareth. Played an excellent game. Um, did all the right things. I think even he was a bit concerned about putting Amazing Spider-Man that in that position, but he thought give it a go. And like I say, even when I was throwing buildings at him, when I was throwing him around, like it just wasn't doing any damage to him. So uh, quite disappointed in that. I I expected to do a bit more than that. Um, X twenty three did okay by itself. Like I say, Hulk did it. He did okay, but then the the key one, uh, he whiffed at that one. You know, two attacks and a throw into Miles. I just needed if I if I had managed to KO Miles at that point, then. I think I would have had I was still behind on the scoreboard but I would have had a chance but mm. fa- failing at that point followed by knowing that I was going to lose the two cubes and go from there was just mm. too much mm. to come back from so I was desperately looking across I, I kind of got the feeling that Sam was winning on his side <laughs> although Sam you did finish after us all um, yeah. so I, I wasn't 100% sure I was like mm, yeah. I kind of get the feeling and then, like I say, I kept looking across at uh, Thomas's table, and there were people dying left, right, and centre. And <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. At, at the point when I turned around, there was literally Malekith and C- Gable left on the table. I was like, mm, "I'm not feeling too uh, good about all this." <laughs> yeah. So, in fairness to um, the underpowered uh, scoundrels, yeah, they were it- one health away from winning that round. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it and it and it reminded me actually. I think. Um, throughout that game, I think some of my characters were, were putting some insane defense rolls, you know, like five blocks on four dice and stuff like that, um, which that was what was sort of hindering Ulick and Rhino, I think. And I think I think there was a lot of, you know, Paul just exclaiming, oh, what are you doing to me, Sam? Over and over. <laughs> I think that was what you were probably seeing <laughs> hearing across the table. Yeah, I heard a couple yeah. of those and then like I would look yeah. across and the scoreboard wasn't quite going how it sounded like it should oh, be. Yeah, so yeah. I was like, Oh hang on, is it really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was that, that, that one turn swing because I he, he, I managed to tank a few things, which is quite very handy. Always need a little bit of luck to win these things. <laughs> yeah. Um so that took us to two and oh. Um, going into round three, and like I say, it was only eight teams. We knew that um, whoever went three and zero would win out, um, which is what Alan was aiming for. He did say at the start, no draws. Nobody was allowed to have a draw. Um, I don't think anybody managed to have a draw throughout, which was good. Um, so we then got to the final, and we were playing the only other English team there, the Marauders. <laughs> Mm, yeah. So we knew it would be an all English final, which meant the trophy was coming back to England one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Um and that was Tony uh Tony Moore, James Andrews and, and Nigel Cholton. Um and I'd never actually played Tony before in MCP or Nige, and I don't think I've even played James. Um so again, uh it, it we, we knew them all, um, been to many events, but I don't think I've ever played any of them. Um, we went back to our original plan and put Tom down first. Uh, that that was the one that we went with. And I think they put James down. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so we then had to decide who did we want to put into Nige. And Nige was running Brotherhood, uh, Hellfire Club, and I can't remember what his other option was. But spoiler alert, he didn't use it. Um, <laughs> Tony was running Convocation, and James was running... Uh, Hydra. Hydra. Um, so we decided Tom would go best into what we assumed would be Brotherhood because um, and that was on the table that Tom had played on in the first round so we knew there was Which that again one. I think that was a big part of our thinking wasn't it that yeah. putting Magneto on that board is going to be uh, a big big headache for Magneto yeah um, and then uh, they chose to put Oh, you know, we sorry, we did when we yeah, put Nige yeah. into you. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah that was no, it. We chose to put Nige into me, yeah. 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 And then they chose to put Sam into uh, James, which yeah. left myself and Tony uh, at the end. To stick with tradition. Uh, Tom, do you want to <laughs> go first? Yep. Yeah. So, again, you know, bear in mind for everything I'm saying, that big size four in the middle, um, it, uh, you know, definitely, again, was, was a factor and, and, and absolutely obviously shuts down some of what Magneto wants to do. So uh, we were on Gamma yet again, Gamma three times in a row. Um, this time, thankfully, it was not Research Station. It was uh, Hammers, Fear Grips, World as Worthy Terrorized Cities. Nigel had priority. Um, so I had the choice of 15 or 18 threat. I did consider going 18. Um, and I for running the same team or adding Zemo in or going for a kind of Black Order with Loki, because I was thinking, well, that, you know, Thanos to control Magneto, Loki to make him spend more. Uh, but I thought, you know, why um, go against tradition? Why, uh, you know, break something that's working? And uh, stuck with 15 and stuck with uh, Alakir, Corvus, and Mystique. So, uh, round one, sorry, yeah, I'll cover Nigel's things first. Uh, so he went for. Magneto, Juggernaut, and uh, again, new Sabretooth. So I played against new Sabretooth three times, uh, which was um, interesting because I hadn't played against him much before. So good to see what he did throughout the day. I was thinking that uh, I was going to go for Scarlet Witch. That big size four in the middle was going to sort of, I was thinking, shut down quite a bit of what Juggernaut wanted to do because it's going to really reduce his mobility. Um, and... Scarlet Witch could have sat on the back with a hammer, just, you know, scoring two points around fairly reliably, you know, shooting into the middle, fairly reliably taking characters of mine out, and uh, also having access to no more mutants to shut down either a Malekith charge or a, a Glaze Edge from Corvus, but went for Jugs, uh, you know, including nothing stops a Juggernaut, so um, we'll talk about one more at, at the end. Um, obviously, he had priority, as I've mentioned, and uh, I think we were both a bit perplexed, because Neither of us is used to playing an opponent that also only has three models, and uh, so yeah, it was it was a really tactical game. Really enjoyed it. Uh, I think we both had a, had a really good time. So uh, I uh, he had moved uh, Juggernaut up to uh, the side to pick up one of the hammers on the side in the middle. Uh, I moved answered by moving um, Malekith up to pick up the other side hammer. Uh, I, he then put Sabretooth in the middle. I followed up with Corvus. No, it was the other way around, sorry. Yeah, so I moved Mystique up. Then uh, I put Corvus in the middle. He put Sabretooth up into the middle. 
and got a round one daze onto Corvus leave. Um, so, yeah, really uh, hot dice there. Um, Mystique at the back. And, uh, yeah, so that was round one. Round two, um, Juggernaut came in from the side towards uh, Mystique and, uh, you know, was, was dealing with her. Malekith came into the middle, charged up onto the side for terrain and uh, took care of uh, Sabretooth, giving me a daze. Um, sorry, Magneto moved around the terrain and chucked a, a load of stuff at Mystique, but yeah, it must have been before that. She had a Deception Juggernaut off my back gamma and moved back onto it herself. Um, so at this point, uh, you know, there's a lot of days characters, um, and uh, it was uh, six apiece at the end of round two. At round three, um, the end of round three, I had gone to ten points. Nigel was on eight. Corvus, who hadn't been KO'd by this point, he had uh, he got a Glaze Edge Deathblow, which he did into um, Saber Tooth. Uh, very wisely, um, I was met with an uh, exceptional healing. Uh, however, then he, he had got the 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 flurry strike off, and obviously a medium advance. And the flurry strike, I just rolled crazy hot and took out um, Sabretooth. Uh, so then I was able to medium advance and then advance again to get Corvus onto um, the far gamma for me. Uh, Magneto took out. Mystique, um, then Malekith uh, came down and I think dazed uh, Magneto. Um, Juggernaut was on my home gamma. Uh, then next round, Malekith had a bit of a whiff, if I remember correctly, and failed to deal. Yeah, failed to KO Magneto. Juggernaut uh, swept all the way around um, and picked up. Uh, Malekith and chucked him uh, into Corvus. Malekith stops the Juggernaut and that took care of Corvus. So at this point we were on uh, 12-10 and next round Malekith uh, went first. I prior to this point he KO'd Magneto um, very squarely just rolled like crazy. He had two hammers on him, three hammers possibly. Uh, so yeah, a lot of dice and uh, I think Magneto also didn't actually have the power to do anything because of like all the, the pros and stuff. So, um, yeah, it was, yeah, you know, having it that turn between the days helped oh, because obviously he wasn't, you know, kind of coming back up with loads of power. Uh, however, Juggernaut answered by dazing Malekith and he made me drop my yeah, it was two hammers. Uh, you know, at this point, I was just off his home gamma. Jugs on the, his home gamma, and uh, he put one hammer, you know, range two away in one direction and the other range two in the other direction. Uh, so that got him into the lead, that got him uh, 13 points to my 12. But then the final round, uh, Malekith was able to do a charge onto the gamma. He attacked Juggernaut, did the full eight damage to daze him, but he, of course, uh, used his power to take one less damage. But then Malekith was able to pick up the hammer that was. Kind of close enough that you know Malakis big base could be within range one as a gamma and range one of one as the two hammers. 
And then, of course, did the final one damage to Day's Juggernaut, which meant at the end of round six, I scored uh, the hammers that uh, the hammer that, that, that Malekith was holding, plus the back gamma, which popped me back into the lead. And uh, I scored 15 um, to 13. So, yeah, that was a round six win, 15 13. Really fun game. We were talking about it at the end. I think we both had a, had a really good time. You know, it was just. I don't think either of us made a mistake. We both played top of our games, and it was just again. I think you know that that central terrain definitely helped me, and so the you know again, I, I do probably just have that, that attrition edge over most things. But another very bloody game. Exactly, another very bloody game. I think for both of us, hammers actually kind of screwed us up a bit because of the the you know the power attacks. There were so yeah. many times that we wanted to play tactics cards and we couldn't um i think i didn't get smash or like fantastic warrior off in that game and i think uh there were, like there were a couple of turns that he wasn't able to get magnetic refraction up because of it yeah really good like i say he maybe could have gone scarlet witch and, and maybe that would have been the better choice but it's hard to say and, and you know i i can completely see why he went for jugs and, and I, I don't think jugs is a bad choice at all it's just i really like scarlet witch um yeah. So, so yeah, uh, really fun game. Really enjoyed it. Uh, thank you to uh, Angel. And, um, yeah, great game. There you go. So, 3-0 th- for you. Um, mm-hmm. So, that puts us in good stead. Sam, how did yeah. your game go? Yeah, so I guess uh, I was very confused by this game at the start. Um, I didn't know what... I mean, I saw in the list, I saw a lot of Hydra, and I know to fear Red Skull 2. I think we had... Um, yeah, Rhino in there. I think Juggernaut was in there as well. Um, but again, I, I I just didn't know really what I was up against. Um, I got Pryo again, and I got my extra, I chose my extracts, and James chose 18 threat. Oh yes, I was playing against James, and I've never yeah never played against him before. Um, yeah, I, I think I looked at his his crises, and I didn't really like any of them, so I just went with what I love my extracts. Um, so I got Fear Grips, which is um, one of my faves, and he, yeah, and he got um, Mephisk. So that's the two two extracts in the middle line. Um, which you don't really I never see that played. much. I was gonna say you don't yeah. see the new version that much at all. Mm-hmm. No, um, it's horrible. And <laughs> I think I think he had a plan. I think he knew how to play that, and yeah, the the Hydra affiliation he chose was the right one, definitely. Um, but yeah, and I'd never played it before, so I didn't really know what to do to go into it. Um, so, and actually, it was really interesting because he actually chose to change sides as well because he didn't have priority. So, um, doesn't come up much, but he definitely made the right choice um, because there was a big side on his side initially. It was a big size five piece of terrain, which. Um, didn't look too much like it would interfere too much, but actually when I came to deploy, it sort of nearly screwed my plans up. Um, so yeah, we switched sides. Had decent extra walking. It's not not a good start. <laughs> but um, I would normally put Beta Ray Bill up on one side, um, and I deployed my Beta Ray Bill opposite his Red Skull 2. Um, and normally that's an easy grab for, Red, uh, for Beta Ray Bill. But actually, the list that we took, which I should go through first, um, I had Star-Lord, Gamora, Agent Venom, 
Bill and then Drax. So this is kind of like the core plus Drax, um, which I went with. So I was like, I'll stick with this. Should be all right. The good brawl is in the middle too. Um, and he had Baron Strucker, uh, Red Skull 2, Zola, Winter Soldier, and then Rhino. And again, my nemesis, Rhino, came back again. And I did. I took a gamble on that deployment and put him as close as possible because it meant that the building meant that Bill couldn't be right up as far forward as he should be. So I had to put him a bit off to the side. And I was eyeing it up and I was thinking, oh, I could just probably grab it with Eye in the Sky. So I took the gamble. Um, and it did. It fortunately played out because he had fly. I think I just managed to get there within a millimetre when he normally has about an inch to spare. So that was quite fortunate. So I grabbed my hammer, the right hand hammer, turn one, and and ran back a bit, back, ran back with it, which meant Red Skull didn't have that hammer, which was gonna, which was quite big. You never want Red Skull having a hammer. Um, he also chose Strucker's leadership. Um, which again was the best choice as well, because I think any time that he got stunned from the objectives, he just passed it over to me and then healed one. So it was actually helping him out quite a lot. Um, so I kept moving the objectives to stun and damage him, but in on reflection, I probably should have just moved them away from him and moved them into a better position for me. Because I think every time he was just passing the stun and the damage and healing the damage. I think then as well, I, again, I just really wasn't sure about how to play it. There was a great moment where Agent Venom was on one objective and he managed to move Day's um, Winter Soldier, grab Winter Soldier's hammer, then web swim across to score two points on another one. Um, so I think his just his movement is just really great. Um, he did then actually, he had 10 power and he web swinged and did two beam attacks into Zola and Red Skull 2. I think he did about one damage in two attacks as well. So he had a he had a mixed game. Yeah. And I think it's sort of the final nail in the coffin, really. He was like he played well throughout it. And I think I just had the wrong game plan on that because I'd not played Mephist at all. Um Rhino moved up and was about was like trying trying to kill Bill with one attack. And Rhino was holding three hammers at this point, so he was just going for that fourth hammer from Bill. But after he, he fluffed one attack onto Bill, and then he made the right choice, and he basically moved away and then did his stampede. Um, so he had three hammers safe on Rhino, which was pretty much the final nail. Um, and it did end 19-13 in the end, but I think I was just very confused. I think also at this point, I had about five copies because I was driving home, and I was quite <laughs> tense as well because I saw I was looking across at the other two you two your two games and I didn't know what was happening so I thought oh I need to win this I need to win this it's really tense but I was shaking from the caffeine and uh, yeah bit, bit all over but fortunately fortunately um, it was an alright result in the end but yeah so that, but a very tense so game that, very tense yeah so that kind of left us as one and one um, yeah. so mine and Tony's was kind of the decider I lost priority on this one. Tony got priority, and he chose his uh, secures. So we ended up with intrusions and spider infected. Now intrusions is not great. Um, it it kind of takes away a lot of the benefits of X Men. So you're up close, you kind of lose your your cover, and the the bump or the jump off is is less beneficial because 
can just jump through the uh, intrusions. The one side effect of that is because we were playing spider infected, a lot of the characters on the board had a spider infected token, which meant that actually you, there was a lot less jumping through the, the the intrusions than perhaps you would normally. Um, I was. I think where I went wrong was picking 19 as the threat, um, but I'd played 18 and I thought, you know, it's easy to go from 18 to 19. We just had a 3 to a 4, and top of my mind was, oh, that's okay, I'll go to um, Logan uh, uh, instead of X23. Uh, it seems a logical choice. However, I then started to realise that, hang on, I'm coming up against convocation that are going to be loaded with mystic attacks. Mm. And whilst he would then do plenty of damage into those characters. Uh, the flip side is they would then do plenty of damage into him. So I actually changed it out at the last minute and went with Rogue instead. Um, and in one of our test games, I think against yourself, Sam, um, Rogue had had a really good game. So I thought, we'll go with Rogue as my four. Uh, so we had Rogue, Hulk, um, Beast, Domino, and Storm. And Tony had gone... Um, no, I've got to get this right. Magic, Black Cat, uh, Doctor Strange, Su Sorcerer Supreme, Voodoo, and Enchantress. I haven't seen Enchantress for a while. Um, it was close to start with. Um, I think I managed to go up by one because I managed to grab the uh, middle um, spider infected. Um, but it so I only went up by one. Um, Hulk got moved around quite a bit by the spiders. He doesn't really like having a spider on him. Um, and I think quite often both our characters got moved quite a bit. Um, Voodoo yeah. went up by right. Strange and Enchantress kind of held the middle. And then on the left was Black Cat and Magic. And then for me, I had Rogue on my left. Hulk went in the middle with Beast. Uh, Storm kind of went right-ish and Domino went to the right. A couple of stories of the game. Doctor Strange, Sorcerer Supreme, put an absolute shed load of energy attacks into Beast, and Beast just tanked it. Um, <laughs> he just did not go down. And in fairness to Tony, he he should have died two or three times over, but the dice just did not want to. Um, and it kind of meant that he was a bit um, out of the game. Uh, mm. Doctor Strange, he didn't normally gets get stuck in a bit more and kind of causes a lot more problems. Mm. But I think Tony maybe got a bit caught up in trying to get rid of Beast, um, and it wasn't working. Mm. Having said that, Rogue did completely dominate on the left hand side. She took Magic and Black Cat on and more or less dealt with them by themselves. Hulk just spent a lot of the game at the back of my board edge. Yeah, got uh, moved around by Enchantress, moved around by the Spider Infected. Um, he, he just did not do very well. And so I was playing, at times, six threat down. Um, but he did have a Spider, so he was scoring me points. So that was a good thing. But like I say, I, I got lucky with some of Rogue's attacks, and she, she kind of cleaned up. He finally managed to daze Beast, um, by which point Hulk had gone across and, and done what he needed to do. There was a bit where Tony surprised me, and he... I think he dazed Rogue, picked up the picked up. Uh, spider infected from her, then decided to go through a portal. So he dropped the spider infected, went through the portal, 
went and then I think dazed Domino or, or stole the book off of Domino. Um, then dropped that, went back through to the other portal and picked up the other one. Um, and I, I just did not see that coming at all. I was like, hey, you can't do that. And he says, why not? I was like, well, because you, you'll drop your book. And he's like, uh, drop your spider infection. And he's like, yeah, that's fine. I don't mind. Um, so that that uh, completely threw me. But I, I was able to stay up. So um, end of three, it was eight to 11 to myself. And then I managed uh, to go up to um, 11, 14. Um, and at that point, it was just a matter of just finishing bits off. I Because I was looking across and I could kind of see that things weren't going particularly well for Sam, um, I knew that I had to win this. Um, mm-hmm. So although Beast, I think at one point, was rooted and was low on health, I ended up running him right into the corner and just kind of leaving mm-hmm. him there. He did the same with Voodoo then Hulk and Rogue were left with uh, Doctor Strange um, on the board. Everybody else was dead at that point. Domino died. Uh, Storm had died. Um, you know, the, the remainder of his guys had died as well. It it was it was a bizarre game. Like, I don't think Tony did anything wrong. The only thing maybe he got a bit too obsessed with trying to take down Beast. Um, <laughs> but understandably so. It just he just refused to die um, and like I say Rogue just cleaned up on the left hand side she had a couple of good attacks and then was able to drop buildings on who she needed to drop buildings on sap power where needed you know she jumped across and sapped some power from Dr. Strange a couple of times Hulk finally got back into the fight and finished off Enchantress um, and, and that was more or less it mm-hmm. so that left us with 2-1 for that round yeah. um, mm. and leaving us 3-0 overall for the day mm-hmm. uh, so we just finished top um, which very pleased with um, yeah. I think that it was it was touch and go a couple of times I don't think it was a um, a clear run to victory um, like I say I think round 2 Thomas your, your game could easily have gone either way mm. uh, down to yeah. that one health um, Absolutely, mm-hmm. I think my game there against Tony could have gone uh, the other way quite easily, but no. Overall, uh, a great day. I have to say, fantastic event run by Alan, um, yeah. and now he's on about doing another one and potentially opening up to more people. I think you could you could quite easily get a fourth game in. Um, we travelled up, but it didn't start till about half nine, I think it was, and we were all done by about half four. So it yeah, meant yeah. that we got home at a reasonable time. So which was great. Um, but definitely, if you wanted to put a fourth game on, th- there was enough time. Mm. Was he thinking about doing like more teams of three or did he mention teams of five? Or he he talked about teams of five and then he talked about more teams of three. So uh, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Um, it, it would yeah. it'd be interesting to say which way he goes to expand it. So you could mm. just go with eight teams of five and then keep it to the three rounds. The three. Mm-hmm. Or you could go up to sixteen teams of three, um, and yeah. go to a fourth round quite easily. But overall, great day. Um, thoroughly enjoyed it. Great to to play some new people and to um, meet up with. I, I know most of the crowd up there now. Um, there were still some new faces I hadn't seen before, uh, which was great. Um, I think they but, said they got a lot of new. Yeah, they got a new people maybe starting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it, it's, yeah, I answered that. 
it's a good scene up in Scotland. So if mm-hmm. anybody, you know, Alan still runs monthly ones. The next one's 10th of June, I believe, at Common Ground Games. Um, mm-hmm. So if anybody fancies a trip up to Scotland, I highly recommend it. Common Ground mm-hmm. Games is a great location as well. Yeah. I also want to jump in and say a big thank you to Ross from Brotherhood Without Manners. Mm-hmm. Uh, Red Skull, um, the Red Skull was in my roster. Uh, I was borrowing him from a friend of ours, clubmate, Lifu, um, and uh, somebody, naming no names, Martin, forgot to bring <laughs> Red Skull. Uh, so Alan, I, I was Somebody wasn't to told to bring Red Skull. Uh, yeah, I thought somebody had packed Red Skull, but let's leave that aside. Um, so, uh, yes, I was prepared just to, to tell you about him, because other than... Um, in my practice games, I'd occasionally been using Corvus and Red Skull together on 17 with Malekith or 18 with um, with Thanos. They're both good teams, but I, I do prefer other things. So I was, you know, thinking, well, I can just play about it because I can just take Corvus when I need a Killy Five threat rather than Red Skull. It might force me into Black Order, but you know, and obviously it didn't matter because in the end I ended up using that same 15 team every time, and I always would have picked Corvus in that rather than Red Skull. <laughs> but um, but Ross uh, was very kind and let me uh, borrow he had brought, uh, kind of his entire collection. Um, and, and Alan said, yeah, just, you know, you, you can sort of talk about someone else in your roster. So a uh, big thank you to Ross for lending me Ebony uh, more for the day, even if I didn't use them. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that was great. Um, so, yeah, overall, great, great day, great event. Um, as... We mentioned earlier on in the the uh, episode we have had a reveal today so we'll we'll do some hot takes mm. um sam i'll, I'll come to you because you mentioned him hot take on claw ulysses claw um i mean i think he looks quite funky um i think it's i think the fact that he heals is big i know he's got a lot of health but then he can heal himself people are saying that he doesn't have defensive tech but that in a way is defensive tech and its other sort of defensive tech is quite interesting because it's a bit like a booby traps, but you move the person the person instead. I think it's going to be. I think that might be quite underestimated because um, I think it's his power isn't it? If if an enemy moves within three of him, he can spend three power and push the person short. And I yeah. reckon that might be quite. Oh, he's already up on on the internet on MCPDB. Um, yeah, so I think. He's going to get a lot of power, I think, because of his mm. absorbing thing. He's not going to be pushed. He's got a lot of it, he's got a lot of immunities, which I think is underestimated. After playing, after playing Beater Ray Bill, having those incinerate, bleed, and poison, and and he's got shot, is is important. And mm. so I just I mean, maybe I'm a bit of a poor fanboy. I don't know. But um, I think the fact that his builder is six dice energy, it's a three range three, which is all right. It has a sap, well, not a sap, but he can remove damage from people on wild, uh, remove power from people on wilds, which I think is quite big. But also on the trigger, he can give a stun before damage is dealt. And that's only on two of the characters, I think. And that's big. It's the it's the rarer version of it, isn't it? But yeah, having exactly. said that, the trigger is a wild crit as opposed to just standard wild. So yeah, yeah, yeah. but that's on a builder as well, though. Yep. Now, uh, interesting. Tom, hot takes. 
Um, I don't think he's bad. I think he's a bit meh for me. Um, I think he's for me. I, I see more value him in, in, in him as a just a a character than a leader. I'm, I'm, yeah, I don't know. I I don't think that leadership's up to much. Of course, it could all change with team tactics cards. You know, there might be some some crazy tech you can do when his team tactic cards are revealed. Um, but initial impressions, leadership's a bit meh. So yeah, I don't know. I think like a lot of leaders, hybrid leaders that have a not great leadership for me he feels like he's a bit under curve for a five might be better as a four um i think he's got some really good tech i actually think he might be interesting in um shadowlands daredevil crimson to give you some uh, re-rolls to potentially try and get those triggers off more reliably and you know you might say on demons in the middle to sort of you know you need to incinerate um Definitely don't think he's he's bad. I just I think uh, for me, I, I really need to wait and see his team tactic cards to kind of decide where I sit on him. Uh, at the moment, he's just yeah. he, he's a bit of an odd one. Five threat does fail a lot, but he's mm. fourteen health. He's got innate healing of two mm. for just two power. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Three five three isn't. It's not I terrible. Think that's the thing. It's just, I mean, four. I think, yeah, yeah, you expect at least a couple of fours in there. And I, I think if you pump mystic attacks into him, he's going to go down quickly. Um, yeah, he's a bit of a. I, I think for me, he's one of these ones where has a five threat without the ability to throw anybody to. Mm-hmm. Yes, he can push somebody, but he can only push them if they move into within range three of him. So it's a reactive as opposed to a proactive um, push. He doesn't have the control that I would like to see on a five threat. Having said all of that, if he can get power, I think he will be very obnoxious. Mm. Um, A beam five, seven dice... Yeah. For only five power with a pierce, mm-hmm. I think can be, you know, on those E maps is going to be a real pain. Um, yeah, absolutely. Especially if you're running him on, on, on demons, say, where he's immune to incinerate, but, you know, you, mm-hmm. your opponent. Exactly. Um, yeah. And I think you'll probably see him a lot in Kingpin's leadership um, mm-hmm. because he's hard to kill, he's hard to be pushed or advanced. Um, he is able to push you away when you come close to him I, you know I could see that being one five threat though having said all of that five threat still feels like a lot considering yeah. who else they've got as options at five threat mm-hmm. I think yeah that that's the big thing for me it's just I don't think he's bad but there are other options and, and unless team tactics really change that I'm just yeah. not sure how much play you'll see it's quite mobile being a medium mover mm-hmm. though um, yeah, I was quite surprised. Is. I kind of felt like we were going to see him as a, a short mover, um, but yeah, medium mover. He's on be. a small base, isn't he? Or is he on a medium yeah. base? Is it a small base or medium? I think it's a small. I think it looks quite small. I mean, the other thing to say is his model's pretty cool. I like, yeah, I like model yeah. based on it. It's very funky. Yeah, it's it's comic claw as opposed to MCU claw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, excellent. Um, so I the following day I was crazy and decided to do two events in one weekend. Yeah. Um so I kinda 
I feel like my time with X-Men is over. Um, I finally wow. got everything painted and yeah. now I'm struggling. Um, so I thought, you know, have a bit of fun, go back to Midnight Suns, my my true love. Um, now they've got uh, Immortal Hulk. So I literally, five minutes before I left, threw together my old uh, Midnight Suns list. Uh, can't remember who I took out. Um, I think it may even have been Hulk. I took out for Immortal Hulk and decided just to go with that um, for it. I had to change a couple of Team Tactics cards and Crisis to try and maximise what I got out of him um, and took him down. I won't go through every game in in much detail, but um, I managed to use him in, I think, nearly all the games. And yeah, I, I, I'm back in love with Midnight Suns. Um, it, it didn't nice. take much to, to yeah. get me back there. So... Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's that's probably what I'm going to be running for for the foreseeable future. I ju- I just love yeah. the the affiliation, love the characters, love the leadership. I like many wish Blade was a little bit better, just just a little bit. But I played Jed, who was running um, Dark Dimension, so um, I've never beaten Jed. I've played him quite a few times now, um, and never managed to beat him. But I did manage to beat <laughs> him uh, round one. I I had. Um, both Hulk and Beta Ray Bill in there um, and I kept trying to get to the point where I was going to throw Dumamu but I never did um, I was quite disappointed <laughs> I had two characters who could throw him and I never got around to it but what it did mean was that Jed never played Brace um, and I was able to throw uh, other characters into others and, and you know throw train <laughs> into characters and he just held on to Brace just in case I did that um, I nearly threw it away at the end uh, it got to the point where we calculated what needed to happen at the end, and I'd possessed uh, Dumamu with Voodoo, and then mm. I kind of worked out that he couldn't win in that round, um, and we were going to time um, because I thought uh, Hulk had dazed everybody else, and it was literally just Dumamu left, um, and I was already up by two, and you know because he was um, possessed, even if he dazes. Uh, Voodoo, he couldn't score anything, so we knew I'd won. Uh, he then proceeded to attack Voodoo with uh, Dumamu. I then proceeded to completely forget everything we just said, recalled to get the extra two dice, <laughs> uh, dazed, and then he, he almost then won it, but thankfully he couldn't collect. He didn't have the power to collect um, enough of the cubes to, to, to do it. But Jed played really well uh pushed me all the way uh i then played sophie with her x-men um who was montessi and portals uh over in city again great fun uh this one i think was the one where i didn't take hulk um yeah i didn't take hulk on this one um we were running it was 18 threat um but i just went for something a little bit different so it was bill voodoo Blade, Moon Knight, and Black Cat. Uh, I just cause just felt like I needed to go wider against X Men. Uh, this was really close to start with, um, but I had a, a a siege turn where just everything went right, and I think I dazed three or four of her characters. Um, so managed to win that eighteen ten. Then I played Anth, who was running his uh, Hellfire Club, um, which was really interesting because I've, I've not played against that before. Um, and this was Struggle and Mutant Madman again that played the previous day. He had Domino, Magic, 
uh, Psylocke, Emma Frost, and uh, Sabretooth, but the new one. But he was using the old model. That's what confused me. Um, and I had Hulk, Toad, Wong, Blade, and Moon Knight. Um, Hulk just smashed. Uh, he took the entire right flank. Um, and yeah. Um, and said afterwards he just doesn't have a, a way of dealing with Hulk, which is fair enough. Sabretooth gave me some worries on the other side, but Moon Knight, Blade, held Sabretooth and Emma enough for Hulk just to dominate the other side. Uh, Wong just following him around is great. Um, but another really great game. And then got to the final game against Joe, who, who normally runs X-Men, but was running Cabal for a change this time. And this game was... Uh, we're playing Legacy and Sword. I should have gone for 15. I went for 19 threat because I just wanted to push Hulk around again. Malekith came down and just refused to die. Um, I did three attacks with Hulk, so seven dice three times uh, because of Siege, Voodoo and Blade, and I did two damage to him. So all of those attacks went into Mal, just did the two damage, and one of those damage was from a throw. So it was it was at that point I realised everything was going to go wrong. Fair play to Joe, he did all the right things. Uh, he maximised um, where he needed to, um, but I just couldn't get back from that point. So I lost that one, 21-7. Uh, so Joe ended up winning the overall event. So congratulations to Joe running that with Cabal. Um, and I managed to pit second. Um, but yeah, it was not optimised. It was just, like I say, my old list with a couple of changes in it. Um, but yeah, I'm going to play around with Immortal Hulk in Midnight Suns for a bit going forward to see, to see how things go. That sounds a bit terrifying. Mm. Oops. Yeah, all right. He's definitely interesting. He's, I mean, I think on the first one, Jed managed to uh, daze him, but Mm. he had 10 power, Mm -hmm. so he came back um, with five health uh, and was very quickly healing. Um, I don't think either Anth or Joe managed to to daze him. I think, like I say, Anth just didn't have the characters to deal with him. Joe did well to avoid him as best he could. Like I say, he kind of got into the mix at one point, but then because I was losing the swords, he was getting pushed away, um, and Blade went down quite early because we couldn't kill Malekin. Mm. Um, so yeah, there's, de- there's definitely some tweaking needs to be done, but it was a really good chilled event, actually. There, whilst there mm. were quite a few good players down there, uh, there were lots of new players, and even like the the more experienced players weren't taking their usual optimised list. Mm-hmm. So it was a nice chilled atmosphere. Which leads us nicely to our um, podcast sponsor, which is Protect Games. Um, so, yeah, Protect Games, uh, Stockton, um, they are, they stock literally all games and card games other than Games Workshop. Um They've got a great range of hobby supplies. Um, they're online at uh, protectgames.co.uk. Um, so go check them out. If your local uh, hobby shop doesn't have what you need, uh, go check them out and see if you can uh, get what you need from them. They've got good discounts across the piece. Um, they had the new Shatterpoint in store uh, for demos. 
and I know they're going to have plenty of uh, stuff in for that. So yeah, uh, if uh, you're looking for anything, um, check out protechgames.co.uk. And if you want to do any events down there, I would highly recommend them. Great events, really well run. Um, it's It's got plenty of space. Um, and they, they cover, like I say, all, all the games really for the events. I know they do 40k, AOS, uh, Heresy down there as well. So go check them out. Absolutely. At that point, um, thank you very much all. Um, and until next yeah. time, good night. Thank you. Yeah, good night. Good night.